0: Go within to find the answers you seek. Welcome to Light Movers and Shakers, a special broadcast from Within Radio. I'm your host, Elaine Marie Sharp, and I am honored that you have joined me today to celebrate one of the most inspiring, vibration-raising people I know. Today we welcome back Jill Matson, a prolific artist, musician, and author. Jill is a widely recognized expert and composer in the field of sound healing. She has produced, performed, and recorded nine CDs that combine intricate sound healing techniques with her original international award-winning musical compositions. Jill has authored many hundreds of articles in national, mainline, and spiritual magazines, and she teaches about sound healing with nearly 1,000 radio show guest appearances to her credit. In December 2016, Jill was featured on the cover of Ohm Times Magazine for her unique contributions to the sound healing field. In part one of my interview with Jill, we learned about her work with the crystal realm. And today, in part two, Jill treats us to a mini masterclass on sound healing and ascension. So you may want to take notes for this, because the information that Jill shares is both rapid fire and enlightening. Let's listen to a two-minute clip from Jill's Paint Your Soul CD, which uses the sacred geometry of the Fibonacci series to create a profoundly healing effect. Here is My Soul Goes Out to You by Jill Mattson. such a beautiful song, Jill, and I really love it, and I do wish we could listen to the full nine minutes, but as you know, we have so much to talk about today, so let's get into it. This has been another busy year for you, and you seem to be on a whirlwind teaching journey because I see promotions about your workshops and your teleseminars all over the internet. Have you always known that teaching would be
1: your destiny I'm not sure. I use the word teaching. I like healing. And whether it's with the written word and a seminar or a class, or whether it's with music or a prayer or a meditation, to me, it's it's being as clear a vessel as I can. And just like letting that energy seep out in any form it wants to take. And I think that the biggest thing we can do is an outside of ourselves, it's inside of ourselves. And I would call that my teaching.
0: I have a spiritual mentor who tells me that we should begin to see ourselves as fluid waves of energy. I love that. Fluid waves of energy. And you have said that invisible sound waves are the body's secret communication system. And that sounds very interesting. So tell us more about that
1: the language of the human body is mathematics. When you eat an apple, how does your body know that is an apple and not a piece of cardboard? It counts the cycles per second. It counts cycles per second, rhythms and patterns. So you have numbers being the universal language and they most easily expresses music as cycles per second, this being 10 cycles per second and this being 20, is as an example. So I believe that part of enlightenment um, is, no, all of enlightenment is looking within. We perceive it's outside of us. We perceive, I need to find my goal. I need to help the people in Africa. But truly, all that begins right inside. Um, Let me give you an example. I have a friend of mine who is quite the liar, and she can always spot a liar in a crowd. And that's because that's an energy that she has that's resonant in her, and therefore it is resonant in someone else. It's like a signal to her. She might perceive, oh, that one is a liar. But yet, there's some of that in her. Likewise, I know myself, I used to be very insecure. And I had these feelings of lack of worth. And they're like energy, the things, the real. Just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not there. So all this this blanket of I'm not worthy was always around me, created by me, duh, And other people would pick up on it, and then they would treat me with low regard. Well, I would say, well, maybe I need a better person, but actually, I need once again to to look within. And the nice thing about sound is that um, sound can go through your body and find blockages. And we would think so could we, conscious we, but that is not the case. Hence, you have people like Pythagoras saying how difficult it is to know yourself, because large portions of yourself are hidden. For example, in my Secret Sounds Ultimate Healing book, you can take a look at all the frequencies within and see even when you're lying to yourself. A friend of mine, Nikki, said she was going to go to school, college, and we did her voice print and it showed... Na, na 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 pants on fire, you're lying. And, of course, she was offended. But when she really thought about it, she had three little kids, and she could not go to her college and get her kids to school. So she had to move. So she did move. Then she was able to say the same thing, look within, look at all the frequencies in her body, see what her subconscious mind had to say. And after she eliminated the obstacles, Then it came in that truly she was going to go back to school. You know, I hate to use the word lying because lying implies some type of intent. But all of us have hidden information from past lives, from karma, from things that happened in childhood, from being polite and nice and then stuffing our own feelings and shoving them into crevices. They don't disappear. We just stockpile them and don't look at them. And then our protection from pain, because we numb up if we get too much of this stockpiling of yucky stuff, we numb up, and then we can't feel our joy. So you can listen to music, like my healing flower symphonies are designed to do this, to go in, and without your mind being involved, thinking, why that rat think, he did this, 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 you don't even go there. With music, you can go right into that painful feeling, not assign it to a situation or a person, because that, for me anyway, tends to get me to want to dig back in and nurse my wounds. Just feel the pain and then have the intent and let it release. So quickly and um, powerfully, you can, like an onion, just start ripping off all this garbage you don't even know is there. And the next thing you know, you feel more joy, you see more, you're more at peace. I mean, all these blessings happen when you clear out all the garbage that's within that we don't see and and no judgment there because there's not a one of us that doesn't have it. You know, many of us
0: are experiencing ascension symptoms like insomnia, sadness, body pain. How has working with sound helped you during your own ascension process.
1: Sound can help with each one of those issues to help you move through quicker. Sleeping. A soft lullaby helps put us to sleep. Our brain waves, when we can't sleep, tend to go, it's me sometimes when I can't sleep. It's like I've got electric current running through me. And I can't find the off button. It's like I'm buzzing, going ding. To... And if you listen to a, a lullaby, all of a sudden your heart, your brain, everything goes into a low enough rhythm that it's the same rhythm and speed that you sleep at. You can use sound to change your brain waves. You can use sound for tuning your body. And again, I have... Um, A CD with vitamins. I have a CD with tuning all the organs in your body. You can use different practices in my books to start to alleviate the pain in your body. Every pain that you have is stuck energy. And stuck energy can be moved on through sound. You can find a pain, let's say it's your knee. And in your imagination, just kind of, uh, uh, and direct the sound in your mind to your knee and like floss up and down. And very briefly, your pain is going to be alleviated. It's a hidden tool. It's sound is right within us. And yet we don't really understand its power. And sadness, again, with the healing flower symphonies, they go in and they will take out stored negative emotional pain. So I would say sound helps with all the ascension symptoms, not just alleviating the symptoms, but when you alleviate the symptoms, you're clearing your field, you're raising, you're becoming a brighter light. And speaking of sound and light, would you please explain enlightenment frequencies? The secret in that question is the word light. There's two ways you can approach light, and I have two samples of music that has enlightening frequencies. One in ancient times when they were highly clairvoyant, perhaps not even Homo sapien. Think of the Lamarians, for example, or in, uh, someone like uh, similar to an elf with a lot of skills and abilities we don't have, like everybody's a Donna Eden and has super intense clairvoyance. These people can see that certain sounds light up your aura. In my Ancient Sounds Modern Healing book, I have photos of Carilion photography showing one's order, aura, (laughs) Um, before and after they've listened to the solfeggio tones, which light up your aura. It's just absolutely beautiful. So in my painter Soul CD, I have... The solfeggio tones, and they light up your ore. Another way to think of enlightenment frequencies, light, would be the frequencies of light, which would be red, orange, yellow, etc. Do the yet rainbow frequencies. In my contacting angels and master CDs, I have music in the correlating the key signature of red, orange, yellow, and then I channel the angels and masters of, of pink all the orange masters, the Hindu ones, the yellow masters, Jesus, and so forth. So I in this little piece of music kind of meditation, you can ingest the colors of the light and the ascended host of the light. And also put in the background frequencies of master numbers, um, frequencies to create like a pyramid out you to enhance your learning and evolution, um, Schumann, earth frequencies, etc tuning you to heaven and earth. So there's two types of enlightenment frequencies. Interesting. Now let's move on to toning.
0: In your book, Secret Sounds, Ultimate Healing, you say that vocal toning can clear negativity and give our entire body an energetic tune-up. I like the sound of that. Is toning the same as chanting? And how can we use toning to advance our spiritual growth?
1: Okay, great question as always. I love your questions. Toning and chanting are separate gifts. Chanting is a type of a melody, and it is sung for thousands of years, and thousands of people have done it. Why? They tune into, let's say, a frequency of joy. So when you chant the melody, you tune into this big, cold, agglomerate group thought or higher energy which is quite different than toning. Toning is making a sound like um, a fire siren like starting with the low tone and then just kind of gradually going up maybe like a kitty cat meowing or something. When you take a look at the tones in your body through bioacoustics, and there's many other ways, but in my book, Secret Sounds, I use the vehicle of bioacoustics. You see that your body needs every little frequency for health. Like, for example, we tune to the musical note A, generally as a world, at 440 hertz. But within the range of A, scientifically, there's maybe 50 to 70 frequencies. We need all 70. We don't need just the one and sometimes the lack of a very specific frequency can be the thing that's really um, skyrocketing in illness. So when you tune or tone, you do every single frequency like, Ooh, I'm hitting every little one. And it's like giving your body this gorgeous smorgasbord Borg. (laughs) Sorry about that. And then your body picks out what it needs. And I tested this by looking at all the frequencies in my voice and then doing this toning so I gradually go up and down. And then I find that slowly but surely my body picks out just the ones it needs. And your body is so much more conscious than you have any idea. So by toning, which is a regular practice of taking your voice up and down, Every day you're feeding your most vulnerable spots for anything that manifests as an issue on your mental, physical or emotional levels. So easy, so simple, free. And I think because of those reasons, its power is undervaluated. This is a fabulous tool, Tony. So toning, that's something we
0: should probably do every day, I guess. I want to leave the topic of sound healing for just a moment because you have written that we can go to a higher dimension and leave information. Leave information. I find this very fascinating, but why would we want to do this?
1: As you go up dimensions, you leave behind the energy of time. In Einstein's um, equations, you see space-time is an energy that's flexible. It morphs and it changes. I like to think of time as like music of um, supergiants. It's like perhaps the Earth has a rhythm pattern of seasons. It's four beats, and we perceive it as a year. But from a bigger perspective, the seasons are just like four beats. If you look at the science behind... Einstein's work, you see that you can put a clock on a high-speed jet and leave one at the ground. And after the high-speed jet flies around and comes back, you'll see that the clocks are not the same. That's the science. This is fact, that time varies. When you go up different dimensions that you can do in your meditations, then you can go up and you kind of float above time. I teach this in my workshops and my classes so that several things. One, if you want to manifest, you might want to go ahead and see what it feels like in five years. Many of us, um, let's say we had a crush in high school and we wanted nothing but this person. And then as adult, we look back and go, Whew, that was a close one, you know, or maybe we really wanted this job and then someone else got it. And the company went bankrupt. So we sometimes think we want something that has a real kick in the pants. And with these type of methods, we can go into the future and leave ourselves energy. We can go into a meditation or use a music CD, which will, if you attune to it, will take you into a high dimension. And then go to a situation in the future. And leave yourself energy. Let's say you're going to um, confront someone and, you know, you're a polite person, you're kind of an easygoing person and it's stressful. You can go to that, go into meditation, see yourself in a stressful event, feel calmness, beauty, and everything being just fine. You can leave that energy with yourself and or the other person and the result will be different. Although we perceive we're in time and now, it's like all time exists at once and you can go forward and, um, make things easier. And also for enlightenment, you can go backwards. And let's say you have horrible memories. Any horrible memory is a sack of crap you got stored someplace in yourself. So you can go back in time in in a meditation. Go to beautiful, heightened, lovely space. Go back to that crappy memory, and perhaps you sound, experience it, uh, make a sound, give it a give it a vehicle, and then take it like you're you're pulling a string, and you're pulling that crap right out of yourselves. And then later on, you'll go back and think of that memory, and it doesn't really bother you so much. It's a very powerful tool. And speaking of powerful tools,
0: we all feel down or stressed at times. We all do. Is music always your go-to solution for raising your vibration, Jill? Or do you have other tools or do some
1: other activity to help you? I use both. I use music in that it can be in the background and I'm not paying attention. Music requires no willpower Although if you pay attention to it, you amplify its power. Music can be listened to while you're sleeping. Your ears never go to sleep. While you're in the car, while you're doing the dishes, with headphones while you're vacuuming. Music is, to me, the most versatile and potent um, go-to. But there's lots of others, like eating properly, meditating, or... Even s- decorating your house in colors that are healing for you. I mean, there's there's many many paths to Rome. I just am bringing forth sound because we've forgotten how potent it is, and flexible and easy to use, inexpensive or free. And we like free.
0: You know, I am fascinated by the idea of channeling music. And I know that you're a channeler, Jill. When did you first begin channeling music? Was it
1: when you were a child or did it begin later? Well, let me back step a little bit. I spent 25 years um, researching for my book, The Lost Waves of Time. And in this book, I describe how sound was used with, I believe, beings that were prior to Homo sapiens. Uh, how they use sound to lift heavy rocks, grow their gardens, and I'm bringing back these secrets because they're going to help us understand what we're finding in archaeology and in, in kind of, I don't know, we're just mystified about, but also the fact that sound is a versatile tool to, to live a long life, to live a happy life for almost every benefit you can think of. And... As I went and spent these 25 years bringing forth the music of an Egypt, ancient Greek, which is lost because it was documented by the Catholics after they burned all their books. And um, you have to go to um, the Arab countries to find the secrets of the Greeks. And anyway, but when I put all the music from thousands, 3,000 years before Christ to now all over the globe together, I saw that there was signature number patterns. It's hard to explain in a few minutes, but uh, how should I put it? It was like in the, the Chinese, all their music was tuned to an F. Every song they had created was starting on an F. And F equates to certain lessons. F is um, abundance, it's health, it's lack. And so that whole society, because their music is sunk on that note, which equates with a very certain emotion— is learning those certain lessons. So you can quate the emotional mastery, the lessons gained in one's soul, to a color, to a musical note. And you can do it for each country, and you can do it across time. And lo and behold, as the music unfolded, it unfolded like the rainbow. You see the music of pink unfold, and then a thousand years later, orange, and then yellow, and you go right through the color spectrum. That's to me, is not a coincidence, and I believe that all musicians channel, it's simply a matter of whether or not they're aware that they're channeling. I believe that we are given signals to grow, opportunities of time when we can come in and incarnate and learn these lessons, and it's all broadcast through the music that we play. And the music that we play, since we're somewhat asleep, we think we're creating it, but it's I believe we're all given it. For example, I've I've written some songs and I I think I've written them consciously. And then afterwards I go in and look at the math. And it's like, oh wow, who did this? You know? (laughs) It's like cosmic plagiarism. It's like, I look like a genius. And meanwhile, I was just kind of like Humming in a little tune thinking I did it. And sometimes my channeling is very distinct. I actually hear it and I'm like a secretary and I write it down. At other times, I think I'm doing it. And then, like I said, afterwards, I see all these complexities and there's no way that happened by chance. Yet at other times when I'm performing, not writing, but performing on an instrument, I can feel a being come right into my back. And perform with me. And whenever that happens, my my performance is brilliant. And um, it's nice that I get credit for it. But I'm awake enough to realize how much help all musicians get. And I would say that I started to recognize that I was being helped about 25 years ago. Hmm. So, what
0: you're saying is that great composers like Beethoven and Bach and Mozart were channelers. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Many of them talk about it, about hearing the music and playing it down. Furthermore, here's another example. There's a scientist, um, Joel Sternheimer from France, who was educated, I believe, in Harvard or Yale. I don't know, Princeton, one of them. He's a physicist. And it, when you get a microscope out, you can look at cells and you can see them breathe. Um, if you've seen your blood cells or something, you see them, they look like jellyfish that are kind of moving in and out with their breathing. And when you measure those movements, you can come up with the frequency of that particular cell. So Joel came up with the frequencies of amino acids, so the building blocks in plants. <laughs> and lo and behold, the music. For example, one plant. The amino acids scientifically measured create the song O solo mio. (laughs) So so the musician was probably sitting near the plant that creates that song and was a dreamy intuitive state. And whoever wrote O solo mio is probably using the song of a plant and having no idea. How cool is that? Very cool.
0: And I don't think I'm ever going to hear that song again without thinking of a plant now, so thank you for that. (laughs) You know, many people are so focused with helping others that they often forget to take care of themselves. I'm sure you know a few people like that. I know a few people like that. Which one of your sound healing CDs, Jill, do you think would be most beneficial to them?
1: People abuse themselves on different levels. And I think they're almost tuned that way. That's challenges. There are those that push themselves and pay no attention to their physical health. Yet another, when they're giving, 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 they're giving emotionally and ignoring their own feelings. So I would say first you need to drill down and see on what level are you giving and depleting yourself. Is it emotional, spiritual, or physical and then pick a music to give you, to replace your reserves on that level. The deep wave body healing tunes your body. The deep wave beauty tunes your body. It has the frequencies of the muscles in your face and neck, which is nice for tightening them and looking better. But the face and your muscles, the muscles in your face and neck are also holographic for your entire body. It's a wonderful little tune-up. Or you could go into the emotional levels with the flower symphonies, or you could go into the spiritual levels with paint your soul or stardust in which I'm bringing down light codes or the angel and masters, another light code. So I would suggest that um, just a little bit drilling down on exactly what area you're depleted and then pick the music for that level to replenish. Those are good tips. You
0: know, my favorite Jill Matson CD is the very first one I ever listened to, and that is Paint Your Soul. I know you're not surprised, but I absolutely love it. Love it. Of course, you have produced many more CDs, and one of the most popular has been the Healing Flower Symphonies, Volume 1 and 2, which you have said will clear your entire negative subconscious energy Wow. (laughs) So, are you suggesting that by listening to this particular music that we can heighten our spiritual advancement?
1: It sounds so easy. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. As I began earlier, if you're murky inside, anything you've got murky is projected in your outside. So, by looking within to clean up It's your fast track for ascension. The problem with looking within is that it's all of us, our garbage, it's all hidden. So when you do the Healing Flower Symphonies, I would suggest both CDs and just rolling through the different um, emotions. And I selected the soul flowers created by Edmund Bach, who um, came up with the Flower Remedies. In that he said that these were the flowers that human beings come to master these emotions so that they can um, raise the whole earth, the whole shebang. It's this 12 emotional set. So as you go through and clear those 12 emotions, you're adding to the evolution of the whole earth in those virtue areas, and you're um, clearing yourselves And... Let me explain cathartic music. Cathartic music will go into sad stuff, angry stuff. And if that is within you, it'll vibrate and you'll feel it. So for a split second when listening to the flower remedies, you're going to feel your own negative stuff, kind of like doing a little jig. And, and it's not necessarily pleasant. However, it is a split fraction of a second. If you leave it in there, eventually it's going to kill you. So it's a really good idea to be brave, take that nasty little second and get rid of it. So as you listen, you'll find that your body only clears so much at a time because it produces too much toxin and integration stress. So you listen for one time and let's say you clear in patience and fear. The next time you listen, you clear, um, not freely giving, you know, being obligated. And just let your body peel off its crap one step at a time. And um, it normally takes most people three to six months of listening fairly intently to clear their emotional bodies. But a lot of people do it quicker by looping it and listening it while they sleep or just having it on in the background in their house or at workplace all day. And they don't need to pay attention and they get this incredibly intense, powerful move ahead with little effort. In
0: a moment, we're going to listen to a short clip from your Healing Flower Symphony CD, Volume 1. The song is called Scloranthus, which you composed to help with indecision. Is that right?
1: Yes, and it's the idea that when we are indecisive, it's a state of consciousness in which we bounce back and forth between the negative option of, you know, should I do this? You know, this could happen, and that's bad. Well, if I do the other thing, well, this could happen, and that's bad. And the idea of scleranthus is to get rid of that whole state of consciousness and simply move up. Go to a place where you're in the flow and you instinctively know. It's like you're a river riding down and the river bends to the left. It just flows with such grace and ease. So the the flower symphonies, it, like in this one, it will clear indecision, which we won't hear on the clip, and then it'll build decision or being in the flow, just knowing. And the little clip is about... Just feeling like you're in the flow and you you just have to live with joy and your life unfolds with the right decisions.
0: Very nice. Like it. I'm wondering when you were creating your healing flower symphonies, what was your process like? I can envision you sitting down with the scleranthus plant and merging with its energy before you even began recording the musical notes. Is that how it went, or did you have a different process altogether?
1: That's a part of the process. I also um, used a sound oscilloscope on the flower and was able to come up with its, and also the flower remedy. So the flower essence and the flower itself have the same frequency. That's why the flower essence works. And so that tone, the actual tone of the flower is in the entire song. So you're ingesting that flower and it's uplifting benefit. It's just a very audible, soft tone in the background. Then I go into my feeling, the feeling I get from meditating with that flower. And I'm just very intuitive. For example, in the flower about trust, I was thinking trust. It's it's a knowing. It's much more than a thinking. It's a deep knowing. And I just thought of the sound of your heartbeat. It's a subconscious knowing. It's always been with us. It's very steady. It's always been there for us. Whether we're conscious or not, it's like our rock of Gibraltar. So I taped a heartbeat, and I built the whole symphony on a heartbeat. And each flower has some type of intuitive process like that, on top of the actual frequency of the flower. Mm, That is amazing.
0: Well, we have come to the very last question, and that is, in your Change Your Voice, Change Your Life class, you talk about how Ascended Masters provided healing energy through the sound of their voices. Would you close out the show by giving us an example of this?
1: Yes, I will. By going into a very quick meditative state, which I learned with a sound light machine. i It's this little device. It's on my website, but it takes you quickly to a theta brain state so I can go into a deep meditation just because I've done it a number of times, like 300 with this machine, I can now do it right away so I'm just going to go into a very high state, a meditative state as we talk here and I'm going to allow my higher self to speak through me and now is the voice of my higher self Blessing each and every one. It's as if my voice comes out like a water pistol and squirts you with heavenly, uplifting energy. Hmm. I have a whole class on using your voice as a frequency machine. For example, you can shift your voice to trigger someone's third eye. Here you go. This is my third eye voice. And when we speak in this voice for a period of time, you go into a dreamy state. You're more intuitive when I use this voice. Okay, we'll try another one for contrast. This is my root voice. I'm now speaking with the energy of my root chakra. When people overstep their boundaries or try to take advantage This is a good voice, it's grounded, it's healthy, it vibrates your physical body and it's strong. It has the power of the earth. When you look at ancient readings, you see that many masters such as Jesus healed with their voice. Now, part of the healing was their advanced consciousness. But part of the healing was administered through their voice. So we think of Reiki or massage or flower remedies. We need to add to that our voice. And how convenient is that?
0: Aren't we the lucky ones? that we have everything we need. If only we just look and listen. Listeners, if you would like to connect with Jill Madsen, please visit her website at jillswingsoflight.com. I'd love to hear what you thought about this episode, so feel free to leave me a comment on the Within Radio website at withinradio.com. This is Elaine Marie Sharp, thanking you for listening to Light Movers and Shakers. Until next time, I wish you oceans of love, light, and laughter. In the cash.